1: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Hi. You are rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM, Being Happy Tuesday, August 8th to you. A little gray out here, but not in here. Out there, it's great. Not in here because we've got plenty to talk about, including Jaron Jackson Jr. and Team USA looking pretty good last night, particularly in the second half in the exhibition against Puerto Rico over in Las Vegas. A lot to break down with that one, including a very fast start for one Jaron Jackson Jr. Told you this be good for him. Uh, ACC leaders saw that report yesterday. Exploratory, right? So the sources say that this is embryonic Stages, second time we've used that word this week. We'll see if we can make it five for five. Stuff tough, tough to do. Cal and Stanford, you want to add them, really? Really? Mm. Penny Hardaway says he regrets those words, that back and forth he had with Rick Barnes back in 2018. Uh, told Jason Muns that of commercial appeal. We'll get into that. And hard knocks, ladies and gentlemen. The New York Jets all begins tonight. Uh, the series debut. I imagine it's going to be. A lot of Aaron Rodgers. I'm ready. I'll
3: check out the first one. Yeah. You? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: He'll probably talk about the Nathaniel Hackett thing, right, with Sean Payton? That'll be in there.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's like, what else are we going to do, right? I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like it's like USA basketball last night. What else were we going to watch? I mean, it was actually kind of perfect. So, yeah, definitely we'll uh, tune in and see how compelling it is or is not. I've already seen a
2: little clip of the so-called Aaron Rodgers call on the 57-yard right. bomb or whatever.
3: Like I, I'm just like I don't know. They're gonna have that. In I'm there, in a I'm do. in a weird place with with Aaron because I just it feels so contrived. Oh, I've been told you that. It just like because now you believe me. Well, we're we're contrasting the guy that he had been for the last five to six years in Green Bay, you know, which felt like this, you know, malcontent, never happy, never satisfied, you know, wants to go on all these different weird, you know, therapeutic things, and now he's like clean cut and. So happy and so privileged and so lucky like he didn't just threaten retirement every single offseason yeah. for the last five years.
2: New York media will make you clean it up real fast, John.
3: I guess so, man. I guess that's the power of the New York media. Uh, I don't buy it, though. I see right through it, man. I'm glad you see through it now. Um, But anyway, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into all of that today here on the show. 1125 Jessica Benson is going to hop on. We'll get into uh, everything that happened last night, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, offense was running through him yeah. for a good bit there before uh before the foul trouble kicked in. But uh he looked great. He looked like he was the best player on the team. Look strong. Um strapping. I think I I think like if if you asked me to like write a research paper on who the best player for US basketball is in the World Cup, I think I would have to say Jaren right now.
2: Oh, it's early. Where are you, what are you basing that off? The what the right players said, the straw pole, and well, everything I mean, else. How it's much straw
3: poll is what we saw last night. I mean, now we're starting to build a, well, a real case. he's got to stay out
2: of foul trouble well, if that's he's going to be that
3: dude. He's got to be on the floor. But if he's on the floor, I think he's uh, he's in position. Well, to
2: especially for what he does for him defensively.
3: I mean, that dude was making life hell for the Puerto Ricans last night. Yeah. Defensively especially. Yeah. Like, bro, they had no prayer. He was everywhere. And, and, and now it's, you got to deal with they. You fear him. Yes. And and Be- because
2: of who he is now and what you expect from him on no, a nightly no. basis defensively as yep. the D P O
3: Y and I saw uh Steve Jones on Twitter who uh who's like a film nerd, he, he pointed out like Jaron is built for international play because of the goaltending rules. You know, like he's he's gonna wind up with, you know, eight blocks a game if yeah. he wants. Two you last know. Nine. Uh, so, well, so
2: we'll see how much that changes his game Or yeah. how much it improves what he can do defensively
3: Yeah uh, But we'll talk to Jessica Benson about that at 11.25 Then at one twenty-five, Joey Dorsey is going to join us nice. uh, For a Memphis Tiger And now you can call him Memphis Tiger graduate That's <laughs> a beautiful thing uh, Got his degree over the weekend uh, Walked across the stage Nice sight So we'll get into uh, that journey with him Talk a little Memphis basketball uh, and more with Joey at 125. So uh, that is the show today. But we have a few uh, we have a few things to go over here. Let's do a little thing we call Slight or Right. Now the guys figure out which statements
4: are either a slight. Yep, that's a slight or right. It's Jason and John's
3: Slight or Right on 92.9. All right, so uh, in the second quarter of last night's uh, international friendly uh, between the United States and Puerto Rico, John Martin tweeted, other than Jaren, there's not much to like about this U.S. team in the FIBA setting. Is that a slight or right?
2: You know the answer to this. It's obviously a slight. It yep. is a. Is, a slight. That's
3: a that's a slight.
2: And a, and a little will take you behind the spe- scenes. I spent all night, or at least much of the first half, trying to convince you this was a better team than what you were seeing. Did I not? In those yeah. texts, yeah. all of them were were phrased that trying to convince you, man, this team better than you think it is. At least, yep. Because they had,
3: they started two of fifteen from three oh, in the first half. Yeah. I
2: mean, and and like you said, everything was going through Jaron early. They were missed. I mean, they were down four early on. Yep. Uh, everything's going through Jaron. You're not getting much out on the perimeter. But come on. You watch that second half. You saw what this team could do defensively. Ooh, they locked in defensively, yep. and no, they didn't shoot the ball well. But they've got shooters. Yep. And so again, was it one bad outing in terms of the three point shooting? They end up six or something. It wasn't. It wasn't really good. I don't have it in front of me. Right. I, I think, like I told you, John, sort of bottom line it. It's put together well. You may look at a guy here, guy there, say, "Yeah, that's sort of you know B team, C team, whatever else." The way they've put this team together, I think they've gone to great lengths to make sure it fits, and I think you saw signs of that, big signs of that in the second half.
3: No doubt. Uh, it, it was a slight. It was too early to say that. Um, I mean, I think there are tweaks that could be made yeah, and will yeah, yeah. be made, but I thought they, I, I thought it showed, like, this is a coaching staff full of brilliant minds that are going to find, you know, a way to fix that. Kerr and Spolster and uh, who am I leaving? Lou. That's right. I mean, it's a great staff, man. It It doesn't really get better than that. Some adjusters right there. And, I mean, clearly, look, they were only up seven at the half. Clearly, um, they went to that locker room and said, this is unacceptable. I mean, what you guys are putting out there is just not what we do at U.S. basketball. I mean, you guys are letting Tremont Waters and a bunch of no-name guys stay in this game. Um, And, and really, it was just lazy rotations defensively and letting them just get off threes. And, look, they made them in the first half, but um, they did not – in the second, I think they held them to like, you know, thirty points in the second half. Something crazy like that, and and the and the U.S. outscored them by thirty freaking seven in the second half. It was as like, I think they got up to a 20-0 run at one point in the second half. So what it showed is that when the United States sinks its teeth in defensively, which they can do with you know Bridges and Jaren and Don't leave out Edwards. Yeah, four Edwards, steals no, He start a lot with, did.
2: with his defensive effort. Yep. Yeah. Agree totally. If he he, if he does that. All you know the entire tournament.
3: Yep, he's an underrated defender for sure.
2: Yeah, especially um, when he's thinking about it, he can he can make he can be impactful on that end.
3: When they lock in defensively and they can generate some steals and get out in transition, they cannot be stopped. And they, and they were they were six of twenty seven
2: from three. That's all you got to imagine yeah. that they're going to shoot the ball better because yeah. I tell you, John, the shooters are there. Yeah, they are there. With Halliburton, Cam yeah. Johnson can knock it down. Reeves can knock it down. Reeves
3: was a was a revelation. No doubt about it. I mean, he he continues. To, he continues to look like a good pick rather than just you're
2: taking the hot thing. Exactly right. Exactly right. Dude's game, man. He's put a lot of work in. He's it a microwave. To develop.
3: He's a microwave. He comes in. He scores. Like that's what he does. But it was last year in the plot that that his
2: effort defensively is what I said. You know what? Like. Mm-hmm. No, you're a minus defender overall, just right. because physically you, know, right, 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 you got your, your the things that set you back. But the effort he puts in—remember, into frustrating Bane, bothering Bane, being up in Bane's chin—yep, basically. He I mean, competes. you got to give him, yeah. Uh, the the guy puts it in and he's gotten he's gotten a lot out of the work that he's put in no his doubt about nice.
3: it and uh, I mean yeah he's a, he's a great uh, he's a great face you know for American basketball he'll
2: get in not. there and rebound it too he'll stick his nose in there that's what I love about him offensive it, it, he's rebounds he's a fan
3: favorite as you know
2: come on bro anytime y'all got somebody scrapping like that <laughs> we had aunties that, in that's, there that, that's skilled I saw all them Lakers aunties that came
3: yeah I mean, was like, wait, what better face of American basketball well, apparently it, he's, than he's awesome not a Reese. face
2: of American basketball that dude resides right here in Memphis Tennessee you just forgot about him
3: yeah uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes, uh, I would say it was a slight I would say that uh, you know the only the only qu- question that I would have about America is can they can they be that locked in defensively all the time well, because against they're gonna the have
2: U- to be, the euros yeah as because, you like to call them
3: and, and look even Puerto Rico was moving the ball pretty well against them again all in the first half um, the competition will get stiffer. Uh, I think their next one is it against Spain the next uh, friendly? Uh, the next one might be Luca before Spain. Okay, okay, uh, they got a couple yeah. there coming up. So even even that I guess one will this be, weekend, both of them. Even that one will be, and I don't think it's in America. I I, th- I think no, it's uh, uh, uh something like Manila or something, maybe S- somewhere do, like that. Do they not go to Spain and then
2: Dubai before they? Yeah, go something there? like yeah. that. Yeah, no. I don't have
3: the. Forgive me, I don't have the travel schedule in front of me. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this is just a. It's a good test for them, sort of understanding. You Know this is how locked in you know you're gonna have to be to win this thing and to because look, some of these guys uh have real chances to make the Olympic team. Like Jaron is an Olympian, I don't think there's any question about it. Lock him in, yeah, he is an Olympian
2: because I, of what he does defensively alone, absolutely. But the fact that he can pop out, make a three, you can throw it to him in the post. We saw that start the game, yep. I think, I think you know. They allow you to be more physical, and Jaron showed early on he, he's willing to play the role. Again, it's a fine line doing that, and remember, you only got five fouls, so it's a fine right, line, right, right, a little right. early foul trouble. But I like in terms of him having the ability to pick up the physicality. Because of the way, you know, it's called in FIBA. Yep. Uh good for him. Good I think him. uh I think Jared, I don't know what Brandon Ingram doing out there. We'll Jer- see. Yeah, he's still he, have better games. He, he's suppose, a weak link,
3: there's no doubt. He don't
2: he doesn't fit like the rest no, of the No, he do. doesn't.
3: He's ISO, he doesn't like yeah. you know the offense. He it stops, it sticks. He'll with have him. better
2: games where I'm sure we said better things, but I, I didn't like what I saw
3: yesterday. Jaron's an Olympian, Ant Man's an Olympian. Um Dude, you're gonna give Brunson some love at some point. Is he an Olympian though?
2: you got to have a dude like that. I know Halliburton is the one that gets all the, the, the assists and everything else, and so that, that number is what pops out for a point guard. But did you see Brunson's on the boards? He, he does everything you need. No, he's a dog. Kerr calls him the leader of the team, bro. Yeah. So this is already set up through the coaching staff that this is one of your leaders. He'll be in the mix, and I,
3: I imagine already
2: put on that team next year
3: because um, the
2: way he plays.
3: Paolo will probably be an Olympian one day, right? I mean, we're, I mean, he, this is only his second year in the league. He's yeah, I, I don't know. If, I, don't, I
2: don't know if we need him uh, next year, but we'll see. We'll um, see. He yeah, needs to. He has to do more.
3: It just depends on what he is, right? I mean, if he's going to be a big, or if he's going to try to. Well, be that's a why wing. he's useful, right? He's uh, versatile. That's why
2: Kerr likes him because he's versatile. Man he could um, put the ball on the on the on the on the floor.
3: Trying to think who else. Uh, I don't think Cam Johnson's an Olympian, right? He's a good. He's a really good player, but I don't think he's going to make. I don't that. know. Again, it goes back to fit, and Cam can knock down that corner three. The wing is just so crowded, you know. In the, with the Olympics because you got Tatum and all those John guys. Morant fool, yeah, but he's not on this team. Obviously. I know, I know, you're just okay. Um, I, you got enough, yeah.
2: I think, I think because you remember AD's talking about playing exactly. Like I th- you're I gonna mean, have some big dogs jump in because it's the Olympics because it's Paris. Right, we have oh, some yeah, big yeah, dogs yeah, yeah, jump yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. so you've probably named the ones. I mean, Ad was talking about this. Hey, LeBron, you gonna do it with me? Right, right, right. You right. Know, so I, they're gonna have some guys like that jump oh, in. Oh,
3: LeBron's definitely playing if it's in Paris, bro. I don't know.
2: Like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know. LeBron kind of gave Ad. The, I don't know if I'll be around. Here he always know, does
3: that. He loves. No, nah, you're probably right. Player, you're probably right. He'll he jump. wants people to want him. You know, remember he, the fake retirement? We gave him his flowers I, here I, on the I, show. I
2: just hope he's. I, I hope he looks at this and says, "You know, I'm ready to pass the torch." Ad, we can use. Hmm. Ad we can use because yeah. you got Walker Kessler not doing anything, and I'll take an upgrade over Bobby Portis Any day, man. Bobby was out there grinding. Know, and no. he was running the floor. But don't tell
3: me you can't upgrade no, that yeah, and no, go to Anthony Davis. No, ain't nobody checking for Bobby
2: Porter no, on, on it's the Olympic true. team. It's next true. Year. It is true. He's but,
3: great for this year's team, but he's fun to watch. I I appreciate his. Game. Oh, I like the way he plays. Yeah, but no, I'm with it's my you, guy, though.
2: Arkansas. I like the way he plays. You, you can't
3: he? He can't be on the Olympic. No, man. I mean, you gonna upgrade that? I just like when I watch the U.S. basketball team. I will say this: this is where. This is where I am at my most American. Put Jaron
2: and A D next to each other next year in the Olympics. That, to looks me, that's to unstoppable. Me. that looks good to me. Good.
3: I'm like I'm like nineteen forty four American when I watch the United States play basketball. Like we should never lose ever, you know, in that in that sport. I just don't. I just in any international competition, better, it has gotten it's better. Not
2: giving the world any credit whatsoever, but, and we know the world's gotten better. But look at how the NBA's changed.
3: They only got better because we were so great and yeah, have been so, so great. The head. You know, it's like the SEC with Saban. You know that domination that you have no choice. I still think though that America should win every competition it it it, it enters, uh, just because we have more pros. We have more pros. We have more athleticism. We have more. You know, I don't know if we have more skill. Uh, top to bottom, but I know we have more size and athleticism. So we should certainly win everything we do in the sport of basketball. We invest in it like crazy. Look at the coaching staff we got, man. I mean, how how could that team, lose? even our B team, you know, should CKD beat everybody. See, KD was sitting in front row? Yeah. Watching? Yeah, well, he was t- a couple seats away from Mark Davis. And, like, we didn't even now, get a crowd shot. Of
2: course you'd spot that clown.
3: Now, how sad is that? Now,
2: that's his – they were playing the Aces arena, I'm yeah, assuming? I okay, so, that's yeah. his – yeah that's his spot then. but
3: see that's that's the state of affairs for the raiders that an nfl owner can be in attendance for the for the FIBA international friendly and doesn't even get like a oh hey there's mark davis owner of the raiders
2: i know cuz he wants to be seen sitting on that front row that's what's so clownish about all of it
3: i mean it's it's like what don't you
2: somebody, think somebody whatever some some people picked it up
3: I know. I'm saying I, they. I'm, but what, the, you want it to be a story. Well, no. Like you know, sometimes like. Uh, Don't you, know, you think though? Isn't that something about you? But
2: we're talking about Mark Cuban and what, everything else, and want to be seen. How about you? You're you you're, you're like, like, want to be seen it, all the damn time.
3: Well, I'm, like okay, let's or just say. Or have Charles
2: Woodson uh, dressed as a king, sitting next to him in all white in the booth, or whatever, in their little. You know, their little rich man spot in the.
3: If uh, I'm trying to think of like Allegiant. another NFL owner, he like, loves being seen. If the Washington Command, the new owner of the Washington Commanders, was in attendance, don't you think the camera would pan to him and say, "Washington Commanders owner Josh Harris"? Just no. like you don't think so?
2: No, I don't know. Yeah, we do it. I mean, the thing but, we know, we know Ishbia. But here's you know, the thing: we, we's, we's,
3: Mark Davis was ignored because the Raiders are an embarrassment. That's why the camera said ignored in his own house. They probably didn't even know who he was. That is that is how pitiful that franchise is right now. That man was sitting two seats away from Kevin Durant. Nobody was even like, oh, there's Raiders owner Mark Davis. Nope, it's Kevin Durant and some fans.
2: Well, first off, it's a whole other sport. There's it is, I know, but
3: Mark Davis is pretty damn identifiable with S- that haircut. Oh, dumb and dumber. That's what I'm saying. It's his nobody brand. Want, we want to ignore Yeah, well, and hope it goes away. <laughs> now, I'm the same way. I'm the same way with this this team, this season at least. Um, anyway, uh, yes, it was a, uh, a dominating performance from the U.S., Last night. All right, moving on. The NFL Top 100 uh, is out, and Aaron Rodgers was ranked as the seventh quarterback on the list and 51st player overall behind, for example, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins.
2: Not just Kirk. I mean, Mahomes, of course. Hertz, Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins. Aaron Rodgers, seventh quarterback listed. 51st overall, as you said, a little bit of context Last year he was number two quarterback, number three player overall. You telling me that man had that stink uh, that stinker of a season, that kind of a season had dropped back to behind Kirk Cousins? Yeah, we don't even need
3: to drop. Second at this point, half I mean, the, it's obvious.
2: Second half of yeah. the top fifty, remember this is voted on by players. That's ridiculous yep. to have dropped him back that far. Uh, believe me, he'll use it as motivation.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's not behind Justin Herbert. I, I don't care what anybody says. He ain't behind Kirk Cousins. He's, I don't care what the number
2: said last year.
3: Yeah, not behind Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I would still probably have to. Ha- I still put him ahead of Jalen Hurts. I mean, just for his career, you know, I got
2: Hurts second quarterback over Burrow. You could you could pick at that too.
3: I, I mean, I, I don't think Hurts should be ahead of Burrow. Um, I think it should go. I think it should go. Mahomes, Burrow. I need bigger body work from Hertz. That's just fair. Aaron, I'll give you Hertz at four. I mean, I'll give you Hertz. At, I think that's fair. Um, was Lamar ahead of Kurt?
2: Lamar is the tenth quarterback at seventy-two overall, behind Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and then the list above well, Aaron Rodgers.
3: What are we doing here? What we this doing? is players, bro. I know, but come on. This is why we don't let players vote on anything, because they do stupid stuff like this. It's a slight. I mean, It's vote, a slight. I don't like, Lamar I don't behind the Jared being, Goff is a slight. I don't like yep, being the Aaron defender slight. here, but
2: it's it's definitely a slight by the, the players of the NFL. This is stupid. Frankly, I mean, it's going to cost them, because that dude, I'm telling you, is going to have an MVP-like season.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot
2: of uh, like issues fired.
3: here. Uh, <laughs> you
2: know who number one was last year? Just take a stab. Number
3: one, number one
2: overall and number one quarterback. Uh, number
3: one overall player? Yep. Uh, and, and he's a
2: quarterback. Oh, and I've, he's a quarterback. I've given that away.
3: Well, it had to be Brady. It is. Yeah, and he did not have that kind of a season. He they, was.
2: They had Brady won.
3: He was. He was awful. He was awful last year. Now part of that was you know uh, his offensive line and all of that, but he was. It was by far I would guess the worst career, the worst season of his career statistically. Um, but uh, but yeah. How about that? You know, this is again why we don't let players vote on things because you guys, you this is what you do—you abuse your privilege, uh, and uh, we we end up with stuff like this. I appreciate Jared Goff
2: four-time and MVP, how, how bro. underrated he is, but he should not be in anybody's top. I mean, 10.
3: we're getting a little carried away. I will say this: there's not that many great quarterbacks right now. I'll so. tell
2: Stafford. I used to argue for him in here, not anymore. He's yeah. out. Well, because that he, he, doesn't mean Goff should go in. The guy yeah. that we, you know, put them over the top. I mean look, Stafford's not golf not even
3: was here. very good last year for what he was, for what the were. Bro, Lions He is were. not
2: number nine. But yeah, like let's Lamar Jackson behind Jared oh, Goff. Oh, I
3: totally agree. Do it in a meaningful context. Like, don't like uh be this nice plucky seven and you know ten team or eight nine team. Like make the playoffs, make the playoffs, win your division, like do something that matters. Uh, with where there are some implications, I got a problem with y'all having Justin Herbert so high. We talking about body work. I I'm applied that to Jalen Hurts. I'm with Give you. me the
2: body work of the body of work on on Herbert. It's all potential. It's with all him. regular season and potential. They yep. didn't won a
3: playoff game. Yep. And I'm not sure how you have Hurts. We got him in front as the fifth best quarterback. I'm not sure how that happened, but I don't know. Uh, you know who knows which players are voting in this, and uh, everybody's got an agenda. But yeah, I think there is no question. That is a slight. And then lastly, before we get to Jessica Benson, uh, this started to get on Twitter last night. Uh, The Baltimore Orioles voice, uh, TV voice, I think it's Kevin Brown, has been suspended indefinitely. And the reports were that he was suspended indefinitely because of the following clip.
4: For the Orioles, Brandon Hyde has felt like this has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in. But the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three. And they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last... 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when Our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale June 25th 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two of the top this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference Ben and it is not a bad race team. It's not like all of a sudden the race uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in
3: first place. So that was it. That was uh, what everybody's saying he got suspended for, that clip there, which was basically just saying this is what the Orioles have done at Tropicana over the last X amount of of years and games, and they'd like to reverse that trend.
2: There has to be more to the story. Uh, As we have discussed off-air all he did was speak facts about the struggles against the Rays, and in doing so, compliment this year's Orioles team and saying it's no longer what it was. They can accomplish, you know, this year in terms of the the, the season series, uh, what they hadn't done in three years. Essentially, you heard them. 15 straight series losses to them. So a you know a stretch a drought that was historic for that for that for that organization. And so you're you're talking about history. You're talking about facts. There's nothing in there that, you know, demeans the organization. There's nothing in there that says "ha ha." Le, Imagine, you know, he doesn't go in. In fact, he just he, he talks about how, you know, the the Rays are the same team. We're still beating a, a good club. Um, that's why I think there has to be more to it, John. Because, like we said off air, you had a a a production team put together a graphic that backed up his facts. So that means there was there was a preparation beforehand between the production crew and Brown here, Kevin Brown, there was a plan to do this. Absolutely. And he's the only one suspended. Yep. Not the production team that had the same graphic that yep. essentially spelled out the same facts that he laid out. Absolutely. So so there's a, that's why I go back to what I said to start. There must be more to this.
3: Yeah. Because it would be obvious. That, it, it, in terms of everyone. it making sense. Yes. Otherwise, it makes no
2: sense. That he must have done something else that is not yet public. Yeah. Because there is
3: no explanation
2: right. for suspending him for this.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, totally agree with me Because, you know, when you're, when you're, even when I'm doing Field of 68 shows, you're getting on calls with producers. Hey, this is the rundown. This is what we're going to talk about. You're, you know, you're going back and forth. Like, this is a collaborative effort. And I think you're exactly right. This is not like Kevin Brown going on, on some tangent here, going rogue off script about, you know, this is accompanied by a graphic with the record, with the history. You know, this was planned. This was something that was gone over in production yep. meetings, and and it was a collaborative effort, again, I'd say. And it wasn't like he was editorializing here. It's not like he was saying the Orioles have just been such an embarrassment. I kept against, listening for you some know, of yeah. that. I heard none. It was pretty st- matter-of-fact, like honestly. beat writer Yeah, and no. uh it was like your no. old – Commercial appeal yeah, videos you
2: used to put up, all facts,
3: you know. And the Tigers taking on Houston Cougars today at seven p.m. I didn't, inside have, any, FedEx I didn't
2: have my radio energy in those, you know. I, just, you I hadn't tapped in. Well, yet.
3: you didn't. You didn't want to do them, and it came through.
2: Well, nobody watched videos. That's what we've learned. That's right over the years.
3: Yes, uh, but uh, but yeah, like I, I'm with you. Either it makes no sense, and it's just a ridiculous overreach of 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 authority by Peter the ownership. Angelos.
2: Yeah, Angelos.
3: or. There's this, something else. This
2: is Bennett's people, right? Yeah. And this is his organization. And the
3: Royals are like uh, I mean, a World Series been contender here. Yeah.
2: This year they've turned it around.
3: So, I mean, this is bad karma. You know? It really is. This is going very...
2: screw up a, 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 a season turnaround here.
3: Yeah, I mean, this would be like Pete Pranica, like, you know, getting suspended for coming on and saying the Grizzlies have been the number two seed the last two years and have gone out a little earlier than they had hoped. I mean, it's basically that. I mean, it's, it's Mm-hmm. We're, we're speaking facts here. This is all facts. Um, very, uh, you know, Chinese Communist Party of the Baltimore Orioles' ownership here. Um, and I think that's the, you know, that's why you're seeing such sort a of rallying of all these different broadcasters, right? Because, I mean, well, this, this one's is, obvious. his job. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not doing anything, you know, nefarious. He's not trying to undermine them. He's just talking about what's happened. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Uh, the, the, it's weird because the Orioles have sent out statements saying things to the effect that we can't wait to have Kevin back. So that's
2: weird. So why just suspend him?
3: Right. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, but it's all over. It's all over. That's a slight. That is a slight Agreed. to Kevin Brown that he was. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, lot, that's a slight. A lot of slights There's nothing else. A lot of slights, man. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. All right. We'll talk to Jessica Benson who is always right, uh, get her thoughts on Jaron last night uh, in the international-friendly more, Stick around. Jason and John, I'd turn to fam, ESPN.
2: When soccer's on the world stage, no better place to get in on the action than on FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 on the World Cup. That's up to $1,000 back. In bonus bets, keyword bets, plural. Don't have to do it all back in one like you do with some other sportsbooks. If that first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash smith to join today. We talked about it. England now the favorite at plus 200 with the USA out. Don't sleep on Spain though. Don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet in this World Cup up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com again slash J-S-M-I-T-H. Get signed up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is non-drawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days restrictions apply see full terms at slash sportsbook gambling problem
3: Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show. She's heard on Grind City Media. Host on the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network. TikTok travel agent. Her alma mater, most famously known for killing a conference. She joins us now. Hello, Jessica.
6: We didn't do it. Oh, this you did.
3: Fault. Oh, you this did.
6: This is all Oregon's fault.
3: Oh, see, see. Is, is this what you tell yourself? Is this how you, because let me be very clear about this. You guys absolutely (laughs) delivered the first shiv. Now, there were others who joined in, but if you guys just stand pat, the Pac-12 is still here today. No doubt about it.
6: It is what I tell myself to sleep at night, but then I also think back to Larry Scott and the Pac-12 network and all of the decisions that led to us here. But, yes, USC a part of it. I am really bummed, though. I'm very sad about this. Like, I did not want the Pac-12 to die. And now they're a fallen conference. Much like the Great Western Athletic Conference of the olden days. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I never thought I,
3: I mm. never thought I'd see a day where like Stanford and and uh, you know Cal are begging for somebody to take them. I mean, I don't, I mean, I right, guess.
6: Please, ACC, please make Coastal Division mean coast. Right. To coast. I <laughs> mean, Stanford
3: might be better off just going their own way. I mean, with their Olympic sports and stuff, because I don't think they have the yeah. stomach to you know join the AAC or the Mountain West, for example. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough, it's tough, tough deal, man. <laughs> tough deal, no question. But, I mean,
6: Cal Cal is just as proud. I mean, Stanford's Stanford. Like, it's the right. idea of the West. Right, right. But, you know, Cal's a top 20. I think Cal's a top 15 university. Right. So, they're right in there, too. But, yeah, it just stinks. I mean, the, but, the two I honestly feel the worst for because, for whatever reason, I am convinced that Stanford and Cal will figure this out somehow. But for Washington State and Oregon State, like, they just represent – two small programs that found their way into the PAC-12 and were able to use the PAC-12 to recruit to places like Pullman, Washington and Corvallis, Oregon. And now to take the tumble to assumedly the Mountain West or whatever the next iteration is. And that's just such a financial deficit for both of them. And they already have piles of debt for all of the facilities that they've upgraded, stadiums yep. that they've upgraded. And so that kind of just makes me a little sick about it all.
3: Yeah, but, you know, we're yeah. in Memphis. John was laughing at them. So it's, uh, you know, you
6: tough, tough Predictable. Hey, it's like
3: Vince McMahon said, Life sucks, and then you die. Welcome yeah. to the other side, Oregon State, Washington State, because you know like, that, that's that, that Memphis side. That's right. Like that's that's what I think. Out of all of this, I have sort of been the most amused by is these. It, it you know obviously I wish it didn't happen, but you know you see all these ACC. I have fans from ACC schools who are like all nervous and sweating bullets because Florida State and Clemson want to leave, and then they're worried about what's going to happen. Are we? Is it going to be the same thing with the ACC? Yeah. And I just. I sit here in Memphis and I just laugh because you're
6: like been there, right? You guys, you, you guys have before.
3: no clue. You guys have no idea how hard it really is. You you have no idea, and I think it should really give, you know, I I think it should give Memphis fans a dose of pride, quite frankly, to see the reactions uh, from all these schools that are worried that they're going to be off the, you know, off the Golden Fountain here. Uh, and Memphis has never drank from it, and yet they've competed at a national level in in both revenue sports. Like I think it should know, honestly serve as a source of pride.
6: Yeah, I think I, I think that's fair. If you're trying to grasp for the optimistic straws, but you are witnessing programs that bought like their McMillions mansions and held on for dear life, and now they can't afford to stay there anymore, and that's tough. Like you're going to have a a lot of big reality checks for for programs across the country and if you're memphis you're like we already know how how to operate in this universe yes. it does i mean there's just again it's not a positive but you can make what you want of it
3: i uh i watch all these uh kids movies now because my two-year-old and and uh uh yeah okay it's because my two-year-old don't be looking at me like that jason it's not because uh, i love kids, not kids not movies at all. all right uh <laughs> but there's a there's a scene in toy story three or toy story four where like Woody and Buzz, they get they get given up because the kid, the, they're you know. Yep. Uh, I don't want to
6: play with you anymore. Yeah,
3: Andy goes yep. to college or something, right? And so they get. Also, s- I
6: would argue those aren't kids' movies. The late Toy Stories are just as much for adults
3: Perfect. as they are for the children. Perfect. And so they get sent off to this preschool, right? They get sent out to this preschool where uh, they meet these other toys that have been in this in, the, in this preschool for years. They haven't had, like, one owner. It's, they've been beaten up and thrown around, and there's, like, this purple bear who's, like, the warden of the thing. That's like Memphis, you know? It's like, welcome to preschool, You play bro. by my rules now. Welcome here, yeah. You know, we, we've been toughened up. Hmm. This is welcome to the streets, Oregon State. That's how I feel like all these schools are uh, – this is how they're gonna. It's and it's a harsh awakening and a harsh reality. Um, I, I just hope there's a way for you know even after all the dust settles for those schools like Memphis and Oregon State, et cetera, regardless of where they you know the Mountain West. I hope there's a way for them to to somehow be relevant. And I I don't know if that yeah. is possible, but I ho- that is my hope.
6: My like wild pie in the sky hope for the future is that we burn it all down and start over again because it's just tumbleweeded itself into insanity and just luxury on top of luxury like none of these conferences need more money you're just adding millions on millions and what i would love to see is one for football to to break off to most importantly start giving these players a cut like nil doesn't cut it at this point when you're looking at the contracts that are being negotiated and the fact that the players are the ones who still don't get a single cent of those deals that are being made and and the coaches are and the commissioners are and everyone else involved is that just doesn't sit right but particularly because of how their lives are affected by the decisions that were just made be it travel um and then you look at the other sports and i hope they can break off and they can have more of a normal conference life a lot of pac-12 softball players hopped on social media over the weekend and we're like yo i, I signed to play at oregon because my parents could drive to almost all of my conference games they could drive to wsu they could drive to oregon state they could drive to the northern california schools and now what are they going to do drive to rutgers in maryland like no that's mm-hmm. impossible so i'd love for those to find their own home and then with football burn it down, give us four leagues of 20 teams, and I'll go a step crazier, have the opportunity for teams to get promoted and teams to get relegated. And so you're playing for your life to stay in the big leagues and you can go up and down and all around. That will never happen, but I would love for it to.
2: Yeah, that would be that would be nice in a perfect world. How, how about Jaron Jackson, Jr., your top takeaway from his performance and Team USA's performance against Puerto Rico last night?
6: He just started so good. Like It, it felt so awesome to watch that version of Jaren Jackson Jr. and coming off of the news that he had the straw poll vote for being the best player in camp, and they draw up the first play for him, and you're seeing the combos of the blocks on one end and some nice post moves on the other. and It just it felt good to watch, and then he gets three fouls and kind of disappears, and you're like, oh, it's the Jaron Jackson Jr. experience. But I really do think he has the opportunity, especially the way uh, with FIBA rules, like no three seconds on the defensive end it's like a cheat code for Jaren. I think he can be the best player for this Team USA group. And I fell asleep at half when they were up seven, and kind of felt okay-ish about the team. And then you see they won by forty-three, yep. and you hope that that's a sign of future exhibition success. And we'll really see when they play both Spain and and Lucas Slovenia team coming up here later on this week.
2: What do you think of how this team is 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 sort of put together, John? and I've gone back and forth. I think initially John thought a little meh, you know, a little bit, a little mid. To him and, and and whereas I said, you know I like the way it's put together in terms of you can find the shooters, you see the point guard, if anything, you know you, I guess you could question the depth of the bigs in terms of their chances and how this team's put together. do you like it
6: i I like it, I don't love it, and That's I true. do like it from a sense of here are all these first-time guys, and they have to get their first experience playing at this level eventually, and this is it. And then you hope that this you know, translates to both World Cup status and going on with the Olympics and continuing Team USA domination. But they are young, and so you have players like Jaren. I thought Anthony Edwards with 11 points in the third quarter last night, he had that sick block in the yep. first quarter. Like There's so much to be excited about there. So it's one of those things where it might not all fit perfectly right now, but they're good. And you can see the potential – for growth. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, like Austin Reeves is getting standing ovations for Team USA, which is just wild. He's a baller. Like he plays so well. And so I, I'm a little nervous to put all of my expectation eggs in a basket. I was just devastated by the U.S. Women's National Team yep. and I don't need to, to fall into that pattern again. But obviously USA Basketball functions in a very similar realm to the yep. U.S. Women's National Team in that you either have to win it all or it is considered a failure, and that Absolutely. is a testament to years of success. But it puts these teams in nearly impossible situations where they're in the transition period between the old guard and the new guard coming in.
3: Yeah, I mean, I you know I think uh, that that's where my you know my nationalism is the most extreme. Quite frankly, uh, is when it comes to basketball. That is that is just how I. And I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I feel like every time the United States team takes a court in basketball, they should never lose. Like under any circumstance, like ever. Yeah. Like (laughs) like, (laughs) like, I'm I'm talking about exhibitions, international friendlies, World Cup, Olympics. We should never ever
6: lose, not a single game. Like I feel like we should go 82 and 0. Well, and I even I think like what's their exhibition record? Like 25 and one. Like they had that one loss to Australia in exhibition games in 2019. It's like we can't have that happen again. No, it's a it's a catastrophe.
3: You know, yeah. it's, it's. I mean, I, you know, I would vote for the president who runs on fixing American basketball. At that point, you know, <laughs> that that's just what I would do. So if, if whoever yeah, wants to do platform. that, yeah, whoever wants to raise their hand uh, and do that. How many Olympians do you think there are? Uh, future Olympians are there on this on this FIBA roster?
6: Ooh, good question. I think I think Jaren's right in line to be one. I think Karen can. I think Anthony Edwards can be. Um, Brandon Ingram. No, you, you,
3: you're Olympic team. He he can be on yours. We don't want him. we don't want Brandon I'm sorry, on there. You're
6: not climbing Brandon Ingram.
3: No, he's like he, he. I don't I don't even know where he's his head is. I, I, he has to go somewhere else. Can he okay. can he go play with Kyle Anderson in China or something?
6: If <laughs> <laughs> he can work that one out, find some some nationality that he can jump on. To. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's exactly right. No, I think I think those are the two though. Maybe Halliburton. Right? he. I could
2: see yeah, that.
6: Halliburton was... How many assists did Halliburton have last night? 12 like or
2: 13, I think. Yeah, 12, he I think was, you're
6: right. Yeah. And that's where, like, this is such a perfect opportunity for players like a Tyrese Halliburton, and that's where you hear so many people about like, the mythology of going and playing for Team USA. Like, it's team basketball, and you see so much of like the Golden State Warriors system and what Steve Kerr is doing with them and all of those guys growing together, but like they have to learn as a team. Like you can't just go out there and showboat and be a one on one type thing. And so I think it's awesome. That's why I love seeing it for Jaron Jackson Junior. And I gotta be honest, like a part of me last night was super wistful of the thought of what could have been if Jaron and Ja were out there together repping the Grizzlies for Team USA.
2: Hey, you didn't have any problem with Megan Rapinoe smiling right trying to put a happy face on what was obviously a tough end of her career. John could not stand it. I was the like fact I, that, that, that was not was funny. What I was trying to explain to him is she's she has she's so rarely been in that position like reacting to it. I just felt like she was trying to put a smiley face on what was obviously a a, a tough situation for. Her.
6: Yeah, I think what does she call it? Like dark comedy to the end of her career. Yeah. Like there's no worse feeling way for Megan Rapinoe to end her time with the U S women's national team. And I know she has a couple matches left uh, here in the women's league, but that was it. And you miss a penalty kick. Mm. And so sometimes when you're really hurt, I try not to get in the business of like how people visibly react to sad things or maddening things or disappointing things, because you just never know. Like in that moment, of course, she's devastated. This is a team that she has helped, continue into the the realm of successful u.s women's national team dominant u.s women national teams two world cups behind them all the olympic appearances and that's how it ends for and it's got to feel incredibly not even bittersweet because there's nothing sweet about it so i understand where it's like as somebody who already gets so much vitriol for that to be the lasting image that people can point to it just kind of stinks and I understand why some people might feel con- some kind of way about it. I'm just not one of them because I have weird reactions to things when I'm super sad too. Yeah, well no. yeah, well thank can, you, Jess. Can, can we can That's we exactly
3: right. pull that the Nike ad at least? I mean, because I was watching the uh, I was watching the game last night and it
2: came Nike on
3: r- repeat. Repeat. I'm like, bro, this is bad. Have timing. you seen
2: it, Jess? Did you see that Nike ad?
6: I I did not watch the Nike ad.
2: Oh yeah, was a big production this year.
3: Yeah, there's Not like there's like a there's, a, there's a cartoon
6: uh Oh, oh, I thought you meant a new one. Yes. Yes, I like, have. I, I, can one. we I mean
3: honestly, is it, it was, a, was it was a, it was a, a very, you know, unceremonious exit for the US when we don't need to be doing the American hero thing right now.
6: Yeah, I, I, right now I wouldn't have played it directly in the wake. <laughs> <laughs> <Right.
3: to sleep laughs> like what the hell <laughs> are we doing here fs one <laughs>
6: I, I would take a pause. I, I was watching, uh, when, I think it was Sports Center on Monday morning, and they did a big Megan Rapinoe package as well, and kind of like symbolic of just her entire career and how much she's meant for the sport, and she has. I mean, she is an integral part in the U.S. women fighting for equal pay, and she maintains to be one of the biggest voices and champions for LGBTQ rights in the country and in sports in particular, and so there's a lot to celebrate. It's just hard when Team USA loses because, like we just established, they're not supposed to lose. Like, they were supposed to legitimately exactly. have an opportunity to go off and be the first team to win three straight World Cups, and so it, it stings a little bit more.
3: Although, you know, look, I would say this. I mean, I, I uh, they've always won. They've always done it. You know, this is obviously their worst performance in a World Cup ever, but I did see some tweets about how the the, the youth in, in women's soccer is not nearly as dominant. Um you know, as people think. Like, they have not fared quite as well. Like, whereas, you know, with the, with basketball, I don't know if there's a sport we invest more in in this country than, than basketball. I mean, starting at a very young age, right? I mean, you're talking about grassroots. You're talking about camps. You're talking about all the... Like, we invest an insane amount of money and resources into basketball. Where I, 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 which I, I and I don't think we come close to reciprocating that for women's soccer, for example, you know. Yeah,
6: and it's it's interesting because like when I was growing up in the '90s, I mean, I can still see my elementary school. PE gym that had the Mia Hamm poster, that had brandy Chastain posters, and this this drilling of like, oh, girls can can play sports too, and you're going to be able to do it through the form of soccer. And there was always such a big push for soccer, and I was like, I want to play basketball. Like, I hate soccer. <laughs> and so it's it's weird to see where that exists right now with the entrance in soccer. What I will say about the youth of this U.S. women's national team, like, I don't necessarily know if we know who they are yet. One, the world is getting better. Like, more and more countries are investing actual resources in women's sports and particularly women's soccer, and so you're seeing teams catch up, which is awesome from a global stage. And two... So much of what happened with this particular team is, and there's been a lot of criticism of what Vlatko Adanovski's coaching system has done for them, and like the lack of adjustments and this lack of substitutions and just the overall lack of growth in this last year. I was talking to someone who knows way more about soccer than I do, and she was telling me that Naomi Gurma, who won tourney MVP for the U.S., like she's 23, and she's probably considered the best defender, best center back in the world. And she's also like smart as hell. She went to Stanford and she got her master's in management of science and engineering or something. But she kind of could be one of those future faces. I just don't think we know yet if those future faces are going to be as dominant as the ones that we're familiar with from the reign of U.S. women's national teams in the last couple
3: decades. Absolutely. <laughs> Jessica, you're the best. Appreciate your time as always. Thank you. So Thanks, right, guys. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers. She is Jessica Benson. Uh, catch her on uh, this, Jessica Benson show with C.J. Hurt. Uh, and, of course, the Grizzlies Radio Network right here on 91.1 FM ESPN. We'll come back with the rundown. Got some interesting uh, comments from Penny. Also, some bracketology uh, for this season, which I think Memphis fans will uh, – like, love, probably not, but like, I, I, I feel comfortable saying. So yeah. we'll get into all that when we come back. Jason and John, Artie Turn FM, ESPN.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.